Episode 258 of the Biz Talk with Bill Roy podcast. The Wichita Business Journal created this podcast because we want to provide you with some insight into the people, places, companies, organizations, and issues that are important to Wichita's business community. I'm Managing Editor Kirk Semenoff sitting in for Bill. The city of Andover is recovering from the April 29th tornado that tore through the eastern part of the community, demolishing houses and doing damage to businesses, most notably the Andover YMCA. Wichita Business Journal reporters Shelby Kellerman and Josh Witt spent time this week with business owners affected by the tornado. From the school district to YMCA to small businesses such as M&M Golf Cars, they each talked about the process of rebuilding and we'll get Shelby and Josh's impressions of what they heard in episode 258. But first, let me tell you about the weekly edition of the Wichita Business Journal. This week's cover story looks at the tornado's damage on businesses in Andover. While hundreds of homes were destroyed or damaged, fewer businesses took hits. But those who did have received tremendous support from the community. We look at the rebuilding that's already started, beginning on page 10. Also this week is our Small Business Week package, where we take local and national looks at what inflation is doing to businesses and their consumers. In Wichita, we profile businesses such as apparel stores, pool companies, bars and restaurants, and home improvement businesses. The Small Business Week package begins on page 14. This week's list is physician group practices. See who has the biggest groups in Wichita, beginning on page six. Part of our mission is to help small and medium-sized businesses grow. One way we try to accomplish that is through our weekly leads section. We list bankruptcies, new real estate deals, building permits, new corporations, who owes back taxes, and court judgments. Our leads section this week begins on page 24. Equity Bank means business. That's why they've created business solutions to help you solve your business challenges. Visit them today at equitybank.com. Shelby Kellerman and Josh Witt were in Andover this week to report on the tornado and the impact it had on businesses along Kellogg and in other spots in, in the community. Shelby and Josh, thanks for joining me. I appreciate it. Glad to be here. You bet. Uh, Shelby, let's start with you. Uh, we'll go back and forth. Tell me, not necessarily so much as a reporter, what you saw once you got out there you know, had you been a part of tornado coverage before and, and what did you see? What surprised you? What shocked you? Yeah, I've actually never covered a tornado, but I have covered a hurricane um, in Florida during my time um, at the Naples Daily News. Um, so it was interesting to kind of see what the damage looks like um, comparatively. Um, but uh, with tornadoes, you know, it's it's much more, uh, the, the spread is a lot smaller, obviously than a hurricane, but it, the damage is very strong. I mean, tornadoes themselves are very strong storms. So, um, you know, you, you see it in the damage. I mean, it is eye opening and it is shocking to see. I mean, everyone has seen the videos and the photos and, um, yeah, I mean, it's pretty upsetting to look at. So, um, when I got out there Monday morning, um, you could tell that, you know, cleanup was was very much underway. Um, streets were already pretty much, you know, cut off for for traffic to keep them out of certain areas. 
Um, so I first thing uh, visited the, the YMCA, um, which everybody has, of course, again, seen the photos and the video from that. Um, I couldn't get very close, but even from a distance, you can see very you know clearly that the cars are banged up and just thrown into the building. Um, the roof is peeled off in places. So uh, very extensive damage. And I think everybody knows that it was a miracle that everybody in the building made it out um, okay. Um, I talked to somebody yesterday who um, told me a story about a, a young man who was at the Y uh, at the time and he came out and couldn't find his car, just, just couldn't find it. And what was really sad about it was that he was just in the process of moving. And so his car had pretty much all of his belongings in it. Um, and so it's just stories like that, you know, that, that really hit you. But um, so the Y um, and close by to that, uh, to the South is the Farha Center, which is, you know, indoor basketball courts, volleyball courts. Uh, that building luckily was, was, kind of outside of the tornado's direct path. So the building itself appears to be okay. Um, there are some outdoor soccer fields kind of in between the Farha Center and the Y that are just, you know, littered with bashed up soccer goals. Uh, but the YMCA says that, um, that that's in good enough shape that they hope to, to get that up and, and running soon. Um, I'm sure with, with a mind on, you know, summer sports programs. Um, so expect that to be to be up and running. In the meantime, they are trying to find a temporary location for the Y itself, uh, but just finding space for that, I, I hear, has been challenging. Obviously, they have pretty unique needs. So, so that's the YMCA. Um, also close by to that is Prairie Creek Elementary School um, within the Andover Public School District. Um, that's a building that has about 600 people normally in the in the building, so about 500 students and 90 staff members. Um, as we've reported, the building is closed for the rest of the school year. They've had pretty extensive damage to the roof. Uh, the front entrance was pretty much blown out. Um, lots of water damage really is, is the problem there. So, um, but because there's so many people who typically occupy the school building, they have relocated um, at, to four different locations um, as of right now anyway, uh, to restart classes there on Monday. So, um, and then the last place I visited was um, Andover Central Park, um, city-owned property, the, which is where the amphitheater is. Um, the amphitheater itself, uh, appears to be in pretty good shape. It looked like maybe the some one of the screens was damaged, um, but the lodge building that's just outside of the amphitheater is is destroyed. So that will be uh, definitely rebuilt at a certain a certain point. Um, but yeah, that's that's the extent of what I visited, and and the damage is is extensive, but um, is will they will rebuild as we've heard so. Josh, you, you spent a lot of time at small businesses along Kellogg near the Y, um, east and, and north on the other side of Kellogg. Tell me about who you met and what you saw. Absolutely. Um, I think one thing that jumped out to me is how, how targeted and selective this tornado was. Um, I, I have no frame of re reference. I have never covered a tornado before. Uh, have seen, like so many, have seen stuff on the news. But you would have one building um, completely ravaged and right next to it, even feet away, you know, uh, 
it, it was largely fine. It was incredible to see. So a couple businesses I visited, Woodard Mercantile, their Andover location, uh, as well as M&M Golf Cars. And at Woodard, um, amazingly, this is an example of what I'm talking about, their actual store building, the store where you go in, you, know, you can shop, pay for things. That building is in pretty good shape. It did not have power when I visited, but it was it was doing okay. Right next to it, feet away, their North Warehouse building uh, caved in the right the right side, so the north side completely caved in. The roof demolished. Uh, it was an absolute mess. And in talking to the staff there and and Leslie Woodard, they had debris strewn across the street that was on their property and as far away as a half a mile away. Um, so definitely parts of destruction it could have been worse and i think you know leslie and the team talked talked about that as well uh, uh gratefulness and a thankfulness that it, that it was not worse and then an m&m largely this uh, largely the same um just a little bit down the road there on that north side buildings completely flattened a car on top of, of rubble um and then a football throw away is m&m that did lose half of its roof significant damage uh, but again, as the, the owner said, as Mark said, you know, it could have been worse. So everybody had that perspective, like it was shocking, but I think the, the business owners I talked to, um, were just grateful. It wasn't wor worse. Everybody mentioned the fact that there were no fat fatalities is an absolute miracle. I think we all agree about that. And the fact that the injuries, I think a handful or less, that is amazing in and of itself. So, um, that's what I heard from businesses and they all you know, multiple mentions of the homeowners who did see complete devastation. You know, Leslie talked about that, you know, several times is their thoughts and, and prayers go out to those, those folks that don't, don't have a home to go sleep in. Um, so, so a lot of thought towards others from these business owners. And we'll talk about the residential side of it, but we are a business publication first. So I want to talk about the, the businesses that were directly affected. Um, Josh, we'll start with this one with you, but the people you talk to, business owners, people who work for these places, you know, it, it had been more than 48 hours since the tornado when you first contacted them. What kind of state of mind were they in? Of course, everybody's going to say we're, we are going to rebuild, but did they have a really good sense for how they were going to do it? It was, I'll start with Eminem. It was very Hey, evaluating things day by day and the important context to all this when we're out there Monday is the forecast was terrible that these business owners were, um, they were, they were, they didn't know what was ahead. The forecast for, for a while was we may see another round of tornadoes or large hail. So they were very much in the, I feel like in the moment. Um, and I think I very much, under, I, I'm not in their shoes, but I could understand that they were trying to get property sheltered what they could get secured get it secured it was yeah they they had no you know what is what do things look like six months from now a month from now even i mean i, I don't think they were quite there yet they, they they needed to to secure what they had prioritize the moment and then take things day by day so that's really what i saw uh on monday uh and i know throughout the weekend that that was the mode that they were in too it's it's pick up what you can secure what you can cuz hey we we could have another round of terrible weather moving through and it wasn't as bad as forecasted but still all this rain that the community has seen has surely has, it's absolutely hampered their efforts so i think they're going through the process they're they're, they're you know they're talking to, to their insurance agents but they're really still evaluating i feel like what this is going to do uh, do for the longer term 
Shelby, do you have a really good sense that the, the why especially, but also the school district uh, really has a sense for, for rebuilding and a timeline or, or are things still in flux? Yeah, it's interesting. The, the why more so, I, I got the sense that they are still very much assessing and recovering from the shock of it all. Even, even if it was 48 hours after the storm, Monday was still very early uh, to be asking questions about rebuilding. Um, so, and, and you could see it. I mean, the why driving up there Monday, nobody had been, you know, had cleaned up, you know, I think they still needed to get an engineer out to even just assess if people can be in the building to start cleanup. Um, but it was a very different picture, I think, at the elementary school. Um, they are in a unique situation because Andover School District is just finishing and just wrapping up a, a whole big round of bond projects. So they have an ongoing relationship with Hutton, their general contractor for that bond project. And so at the crack of dawn Saturday, I heard that Hutton was out there already starting to you know, assess and um, clear out some debris and get the building secure essentially, because like Josh said, there was rain still coming and they didn't wanna create further damage. So um, it is interesting to kind of see the comparison there between two organizations that have more resources than the small businesses. You know, they have a team of people that they can throw at, you know, finding temporary locations and setting, you know, getting set up. Uh, but on Monday at the elementary school, I mean, there were probably 20 or 30 trucks in the parking lot of, of people there working already. So, um, you know, everyone's at a different stage of, of getting through the process and there's no right answer or right way to do it. I don't, you know, a lot of these organizations haven't gone through this before. So um, I'm sure there are lessons learned from this and um, hopefully, God forbid, it doesn't happen again, right? Right. Uh, let's let's talk about the rebuilding, not only on the business side, the small business side and, and the why in the schools, but uh, the residential side, too. Shelby, we've, we've written for months about supply chain problems uh, and what it's doing to projects. Uh, just last week, our contractors list, you know, we, we, we talked about with them, uh, there are projects ready to go. They're just waiting on materials. Uh, and you wrote a story that's in today's paper about supply chain issues for the folks rebuilding in Andover. What, what did you find out from, from contractors and builders? Yeah, it's kind of too, it's a double-edged sword because we have inflation that's causing prices to, to spike for all kinds of materials. I mean, everybody sees that when they're consuming in their day-to-day. -day. Um, so, you know, we would hope that insurance agencies are, are you know, aware of that and, and properly pricing and covering that those increases in costs. Um, and so that story talks about that a little bit and how to navigate that process. Um, so there's the inflation and then there's the supply chain constraints, which have been going on for now two years, basically, since COVID. And so, you know, for, for most construction materials, there's long lead times uh, for deliveries. Um, I heard that windows is, is right now kind of the hard thing to get um, along with wood doors and um, you know just your HVAC mechanical systems. So that that's probably going to weigh on the you know rebuilding process and and make it more expensive and take longer, unfortunately. Um, 
you know, that was top of mind for us when this tornado hit, because we have, like you said, Kirk, I've been covering it for, for weeks now. So, you know, I think it's still very much early and maybe, you know, that's maybe not quite on the horizon yet, but, but as people are starting to think about rebuilding, um, I'm sure that will, will impact the process. Mm -hmm. Josh, you, you alluded earlier to the fact that, or the miracle, that there were no fatalities, just a handful of injuries, one serious, everybody everybody else minor. Uh, but you had also mentioned in your reporting and, and, and in talking with us as we were doing these stories, uh, the support that, that business owners were talking about receiving from the community. Talk more about that. Absolutely. So, and I would encourage anybody listening, you know, to, to go to Woodard Mercantile's Facebook page and look at the video that Leslie Woodard posted uh, when she first got out there on Saturday uh, with her team and then the reaction from the community in the comments to her post and the subs subsequent posts that Woodard has put on their Facebook page, the amount of support they're receiving. They, Leslie said they, they've got numerous people reaching out saying, hey, what can I do? How can I help? Can I get out there? What do you guys need? Uh, so it's it's very clear, and I feel like that they're far from the only example in, in Andover where there was just an outpouring of support from the greater Wichita metro area and probably beyond with people asking how they can help, what they can do. I know Shelby was there to see the long lines of volunteers uh, at one of the churches there earlier this week. You got all the work that the United Way of the Plains is doing, and I just, it feels like the community really came together inside of Andover. But I think it is important to note that I feel like in talking with folks, it, more than just those who live in Andover uh, have been emotionally tied to this event. I think the greater Wichita area and honestly, the, you know, a wider area in the state of Kansas has really sought to, to help these businesses and help these people who are significantly impacted. And I think it's real. And I think the hope is right that it sticks because this is not going to be a short turnaround to Shelby's point to what you're saying. Um, the recovery is probably going to be longer because of these supply chain issues and all this. We're going to, these businesses aren't going to just need support this week or next week. It's going to be months down the road and maybe years where this, this surge of support is still going to be needed. If, if, and, and I think we all hope they can have that type of staying power. Mm -hmm. We've, we've certainly seen some good things early on that, that we hope this will be the case. I'm going to toot the, the horns of these two right here. Uh, from, from Monday morning to late Tuesday afternoon, they put together four pages of coverage. That's reporting, talking about what they're going to write, and actually writing it and getting it to me and to, to, to Bill for editing and, and putting on a page. So uh, we, you know, we didn't plan on tornado coverage in this week's paper until it happened. So uh, our tornado centerpiece is, is good stuff from Shelby Kellerman and Josh Witt. Thank you both for joining me on the podcast. And thanks for your reporting this week. It was tremendous. Sure. Anytime. Thanks, Tunker. Well, that's it for Biz Talk with Bill Roy this week, episode 258. Check out all our podcast episodes at our Biz Talk with Bill Roy hub. It's at wichitabusinessjournal.com. Thank you for listening and subscribing. BizTalk with Bill Roy is a production of the Wichita Business Journal. Thanks very much to our sponsor, Equity Bank. Creating the business concept turned out to be the easy part. The challenges that follow is where Equity Bank comes in. Equity Bank was built by entrepreneurs for entrepreneurs. Let them help your business evolve and solve your challenges. Tomorrow is here. 
Visit them today at equitybank.com forward slash evolve. Be well and be safe. Have a profitable week.